Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Unpolished, it's your girl Paulette. And yes, I'm here, I'm back at it. It's 11, 11.07. Y'all thought I was going to do my podcast today. Sorry, I just switched the times. See, that's the good thing about having your own podcast. And when you kind of doing your own thing, you can do that. You can switch the times. You don't have to be predictable. You don't have to be predictable. You can kind of set it. You can do it. You know, you can kind of work on, you know, build your schedule, do what works for you. So today I said to myself, let me do my podcast before I go to sleep. Let me make sure I try to get everything in that I want to get in um, before I go to sleep. So that's what I did today. I kind of just waited, kind of leaned back a little bit. There's some other things, but I definitely didn't forget about getting on here, podcasting, talking about grief, talking about loss, talking about 2023. Y'all, 2023, we here, right? We here. So uh, for those who've been following me, you know this podcast started off talking about grief and loss. I kind of talked about um, the loss that I had in my, had in my family. My um, my grandmother who recently, well, she passed. It'll be actually it'll be a year next month. Oh, it'll be a year next month. It don't even seem like the time passed the way it did, but it did, right? So it will be a year next month. And so I kind of talked about that process via my podcast, my live podcasting that I do on IG and on my Anchor um, platform. And my podcast isn't restricted to one platform. It's wherever I want it to go. And I actually have some major plans for this podcast this year. You know, I just been taking a lot of good information in and I was like, let me try to do something different um, with my podcast. So today, um, reading in my book for today's date, because every day is a it's a scripture for each day. No matter how many times I read these scriptures or read this particular book, every time I read it, it's something different, right? And so today is Psalms 91 and 15, and it's the, the title of the reading is Powerful Prayer. Y'all, prayer is so powerful. Prayer is so powerful. It's powerful, y'all. So it's the title of the reading for today is called Powerful Prayer. So in Psalms 91, 15, it says, he will call upon me. And I always think these readings are talking directly to me. Y'all, I get, I get so personal when I'm talking to God and talking about God. I feel like he's talking just to me, like it's just for me. Like even though I'm podcasting and I'm putting it out here, I always feel like it's just for me. And so um, I take it personal. I really take it personal. So it says, Psalms 91 and 15, it says, He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and um, honor him. You hear that? It says, He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. That's what that's called covenant, y'all. That's what covenant is. 
That's what covenant is. God is with us in all things and he delivers us. He delivers us and then he honors us. He delivers us and then he honors us. Like, come on, y'all. I have seen it with my own eyes and I know that it's real. God's faithfulness is real. I don't always know how things are always going to play out, but God's faithfulness is real. God's faithfulness is real. So it says, he will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in, um, in trouble. And it says, I will deliver him and honor him. That's covenant. That's covenant. First class covenant. That's what that is. That's covenant. And then it says in a reading, it says, what are the possibilities of prayer according to divine revelation? It says, what are the possibilities of prayer according to divine revelation? The necessity of prayer is coexistent with man. Nature. Nature cries out in prayer, don't they? It says nature cries out in prayer. Man is therefore, prayer is God, right? Man is, therefore, prayer is God. And then it says God is therefore prayer. So the best way to communicate when you're you're going to God for anything, no matter what it is, you have to go to God with an open heart. You have to go to God with a pure heart. Because if you go to God and your heart's not pure, it won't work. Your heart has to be pure. Once your heart becomes pure and you become completely open to God, what happens is, is that the, your, anytime a door doesn't open, it's because it's truly not for you. But when a door does open, walk in it, right? And as God starts to, to deliver you and move you, he'll, he'll transition you. That's why the word of God says, I'll make your enemies your footstools, right? He says it. He says it. That's when he, when it says God will deliver you. It's nothing too hard for God. God in all reality, God wants all of us to be blessed. He wants all of us to reap the fruits of being a kingdom kid. But we all have our own process. We all have our own um, trials and tribulations that we're going to have to go through. Life is not designed, I mean, it's not easy. No matter who you are, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. And it says, when you go to God, go to God in prayer. Right? Go to God in prayer. Right? God put no limitations on his ability to save us through praying. There's no limitations. It says God put no limitations on his ability to save through true praying. He put no limitations on his ability to save through true praying. That means you go to God with your whole heart. You, God, he knows where you are already. He'll meet you where you are, right? He'll meet you where you are. 
He'll meet you where you are, but when you go to him with a pure heart, a true heart, and you start to cry out to God, there's nothing, there's nothing out here that can stand close to the relationship that an individual can have with God. There's nothing out here. Nothing out here. There's nothing out here that can come up against a relationship that an individual has, a personal relationship that an individual has with God. Nothing out here can come up against it. And God will always cover you. I had my alkaline water tonight, y'all. It's my hot chocolate in the morning, but I got my alkaline water tonight. So God will cover you. He will cover you. It says God put no limitations on his ability to save through, through, through true praying. No limitations. No limitations. So what does that mean? That means that we can give God everything. We can give God our all. In Psalms 91 and 15, it says, He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. God is with us in all things. This is how come some things just work the way it works, because he's with us. He's with us in all things. Right? This is why we don't have to stress ourselves about certain things. We just have to tap into what it is that God is expecting from us, what it is that God wants to do in us. Right? Everyone is not going to understand your journey, and it's not for them to understand because it's not theirs. The worst thing a person could do is try to understand somebody else's journey, and then they really don't even understand theirs. You got to focus on your own journey. When you focus on your own journey, it helps you to become a better you. When you focus on other people's journey, it doesn't help you because then you'll get sidetracked in where it is that you're supposed to be staying the course. Right? You'll get sidetracked because you're too focused on this and too focused on that. The goal is to make sure that you can make a way, right? Through Christ Jesus, through God, through prayer. It says there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for him to do. He puts no limitations on what he can do for us through prayer. This is why prayer is the number one it's the number one go-to. Not it's the number one go-to. I tell people all the time, pray. Did you pray about it? Some people are like I've been praying, I've been praying, but did you really pray about it? Did you really pray about it? This is how you can release unforgiveness. This is how you can release toxic things out of your life. Because once you pray about it and you talk to God about it and he frees you and he releases you and he gives you that freedom, right? He frees up some of your space, right? You can just move forward. That's how it works. Because God wants us to be happy. He wants us to be in a place where we're, ha where we're happy, right? 2023 is going to be a year of happiness. I speak that I received that for myself. Not saying that 2022 wasn't, but I could just feel the shift. 
I can feel the shift, right? I can feel the shift, right? When I get up and I do my prayers, there's nothing that anybody can do to mess with what it is that God is already doing in my life. It's nothing that nobody can do to mess with what it is that God is already doing in my life. There's nothing, right? It's nothing. So I'm kind of excited and I'm happy that it says powerful prayer. Because that's what I believe in prayers. I believe in the word of God. And then, then when I go to the Bible, because I had my little book and then I had my Bible, and it's St. Mark 16 and 15, and it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into the whole world and preach. That's the second time I came to that. I opened my Bible. That's the second time I came to that. That's how I know I'm on the right track. Anytime I come across something twice, I know that I'm on the right track. And no matter what it is, if it's something that I let go, I walk away, and then it comes back twice, I'd be like, okay, let me say put. Let me tap into this. It could be six months later. It can be... It doesn't matter the time frame, y'all. Sometimes it's just the timing is in God's timing. And that's what we have to tap into. That's what we have to tap into. What is God's timing? We all want so many different things, but what do God want for us? What is it? What is God's timing? We don't know what his timing is. That's why we always have to stay prayerful and we always have to go to God and pray. We always have to seek the word of God. We always have to read the word. I couldn't have went to sleep today and closed this day out without getting into the scripture. And it says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I read that, I read that one before sometime last year. Anytime it comes twice, it's for me. I, this is the second time. Look, I don't read this book over and over again. Every time I read it, I see something different. Right? I see something different. So I'm always so grateful. I'm always so thankful to God for everything. I'm thankful to God for this podcast and ministry that he's growing in me. You know, everything that comes with it. My life is definitely not perfect. But I do stand on the foundation of what the word of God says. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not just like everybody else, but I am human. And I just try to stay within strong faith. I just try to stay right there within strong faith. I just try to stay in strong faith. I, if you, I, I learned, if I ain't never, never learned before, I learned in 2022. And coming into 2023, I'm continuing to learn, but I'm leaning onto the everlasting God. I'm leaning onto the word of God. I'm reading the word of God. I'm tapping into the word of God. You know, I'm just tapping in. I'm tapping in. I'm tapping in. And I'm just focusing in on what these scriptures, scriptures are saying. That's what I'm doing. That's how I feel. That's where I'm at. I don't have time to worry about whatever, what, <laughs> whatever people got going on. That's not none of my business. I feel like I have so much to do, right? But tapping into the word of God, reading my scriptures, staying committed to what I've been doing and getting even deeper in it. 
is important to me. I'll be starting some classes. Um, I'll be starting some classes this upcoming week. And, you know, it's going to be getting deep into the word. You know, I'm excited about learning more about the Bible, more about the word of God, um, because I'm interested. This, uh, my interest, it sparks my interest. I, you know, it's one thing you can read the Bible, you can read all the stories in the Bible, but it's different when you like, actually like that's your focus, like you're in class and you really just getting deep into it and you like, it's really being broken down and you, you know, when you're getting deep into something, it's just like watching a movie. That's how I feel about the scriptures in the Bible. That's how I feel about the word of God. It's like, it's like a, a, it's like a book. It's just like a, a live book. Like a like when you read it, you could just see. Like if you actually read the Bible, you could just envision some of these things that was happening in your mind. You could just see it. And that's how it is when you start to really study and really get into the word. You can kind of see what it is that God is doing. And then you have to structure your life um, in regards to what you're reading. Like you have to really take it in and structure your life in that manner. So I wanted to make sure I got on here and talked about what the book said, powerful prayer. That's, that's been my 2022 getting into my prayers, getting into my Bible, staying committed, staying faithful, allowing God to work in me, not sweating a small step, just staying focused, trying to stay focused on what it is that the word of God is saying to me, you know, continuing to be prayerful with myself, my family and everything that God has given me authority over and just being in good spirits, trying to be in good spirits and just focusing on what, what was necessary. That's my standpoint, Right. And I want other people to do that as well that listen to me. Now, we're in a whole new year. We're in a whole new year. We're in a whole new year. Consistently feed your mind the scriptures. Consistently feed your mind what it is that the word of God is saying to you. Consistently feed that to your mind. Feed it to your mind. Consistently feed those scriptures to your mind. Consistently say positive um, admirations to yourself. Listen to things that relax you. Listen to things that bring you joy, right? So that you can just stay focused on what it is that God wants you to do. We all have a lot to do, um, you know, and we all have to find our rhythm. How how, how, How can we get this stuff done? We all have to find our rhythm. Right. We have to find it. We have to find it and then we have to move. So that's my word for the day, y'all. I wanted to make sure I got on here before the night that before I tapped out and just talked and read the scriptures. I, I I just can't go to sleep and not get into the word just a little bit. Today, I had a few things I needed to do. But I wanted to make sure. I got into the word of God. I wanted to make sure I just gave some time to God. I was up this morning doing my prayers. I did my prayers, but spending time on my podcast, getting into the word of God, putting some other things in place, just thinking about some things, being creative and really pushing and just looking at the blessings. That's what that's what I did today. Once I got back in the house and got settled, I just really started to look at the opportunity and look at the blessings. And I was like, okay. Okay, because, you know, you can see a lot of different things and then 
Sometimes we can get in our own way and we can miss it. But when God starts to speak to you, he'll be like, no, no, no. Look at the blessing, right? And so once you start to really realize what's happening, once you really start to understand the opportunity, you got to take that thing. You got to do what you got to do. You have to really seize the moment. And so I'm so grateful for that. I'm just so grateful to God for just being so patient with me and just getting me through last year and getting me to this year and just allowing me to just, you know, just be happy. Man, (laughs) just be happy. Like, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing when you just walk around and it's just like you're just so free in your spirit and you just, you happy, right? And that's where it is. That's that's how it is for me. Like, I don't really have, I'm, everything's not perfect, but I don't feel like I really have any complaints. And the only thing that I'm doing, I'm just leaning into God in my prayers. Of course, we all have stressors, but I just try to make sure I give it all to God. You know, we have to, it's a choice. We have to choose to be happy. It's a choice. You have to, it's a choice. It's a choice. Oh, Jesus. It's a choice. It's a choice. So I want y'all to just take that into this week that we have coming up. Some people was off today. Some people wasn't. But take that into this week and just tell yourself, you know, what's your choice? What you want to choose? Are you going to choose to be happy? No, things might not be going right, but what's your choice? You got a choice. Are you going to choose to be happy? You know, it's not always easy. It's easier said than done. This is why I talk about tapping into God, prayer, really um, getting into your word and just being, you know, just wrapping yourself in your word. Because once you do that, you release all the other anxieties and stress. You release that off of you. Like this evening while I was doing some work, I was listening to music um, like a meditation, right? Good energy. It literally gives that good energy. Like I do things, I literally do things that brings me peace and brings me, you know, um, calm. Like that's what I do. And so, you know, at the end of the day, we can't, um, we can't focus on what's not working for us. We got to make a choice to focus on what is working. And for me, being in my word and praying and just getting clear on some of the things that I need to do, um, that's working for me. So I just wanted to jump on and say, I hope that blessed somebody, right? Wanted to jump on and say that, give y'all those nuggets. Let y'all know that it all works together for the good, for those who love God. Let y'all know that blessings is on the way, you know, sow the seed. If it don't meet the needs, sow the seed. You know, believe me when I tell you paying your tithes is real. Paying your tithes is real. However you want to look at it. Whether it's $10, $20, $50, $100, paying your tithes is a blessing. 
it doesn't matter how much you pay in. That's that's what people get it mixed up. They be like, oh, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't give the whole ten percent. Okay, but what could you give? Cause the it doesn't matter what you give. It's your heart, right? It's the heart that you give it with. A lot of times, people you can have somebody give a five hundred dollar tithing offering, right? But they heart jacked up. That's all they're gonna do is give. They're gonna bless the kingdom. They gonna, that's all they're going to do is bless the kingdom. But they got to get their heart right because that's how the blessings come back to you. You can have somebody who give a $5 offering and their heart is in the right place. Their heart is pure. And now that $5 offering will turn into $50,000. And I know that might sound crazy to some people because like how $5 going to turn into $50? You, um, how $5 going to turn into $50,000? It's about sowing the seed. In good ground, it's about sowing. Good ground is not just a church. It's your heart too. What, where was you pulling it from? Was your heart in good ground in? It was your heart in peace? All that stuff kind of works together. So before I get to sowing seeds and stuff like that, I got to check myself and say, where is my heart? Is my heart in the right place? Because I know I have a need, but I don't want to sow a seed in my heart all jacked up because nothing's going to happen. But if I sow a seed and that my heart is in the right place, then I know something's going to happen. I know God is going to turn that thing around. I know that seed is going to bless me. I've seen it. I've seen it last year. I sowed the seed. God knows my heart. My heart was in the right place. I was doing my prayers. And God said, daughter, thank because you're so faithful. He says, I'm going to bless you. You sowed the seed, but I'm going to bless you. Just because you was faithful, just because you obeyed me. See, when God put it on your heart to sow, sow. Because if you don't, you'll miss your blessing. If he put it on your heart and he's telling you, pay your tithes. And you'll be looking around like, look, I don't really got no time to be paying no tithes this time. Around. I don't have it. And then he talks to your heart and you're like, no, pay your tithes. I need you to pay your tithes. Do that. I need you to do that. And then you, you, you're obedient to what he's asking you to do. Watch what happens. You pay it with, with, with you, like you're happy to do it. You in good spirits, right? It's not because you want something. It's not because you want a call from the pastor. It's not because you're looking for anything. Because you're already talking to the king. You're already talking to the king. So when you pay your tithes, it's just because you're being obedient. It's not that you're going to get no special treatment at church. It's just that you're being obedient. And when you're being obedient and you're doing what it is that God tells you to do, you're sowing your seed because you, you, you was given the order. Sow your seed. Pay your tithes. And then watch what happens. I'm a true believer in paying tithes. We all get away from it sometimes. I'm not saying pray though. If you if you decide in your heart, okay, I'm gonna give ten dollars. That's gonna be my tithing. God accepts all. That's why I wanted to make sure I was clear about it. Doesn't matter how much you pay. It's about your heart. You can go with fifty cent. <laughs> 
And it could be a dollar. And if that's your mind, I'm paying my tithes. You know, I just got paid and I'm going to pay my tithes, right? And your tithes is only a dollar. That dollar is honored as if it was a thousand. So I just, I believe that, you know, if God is putting it on your heart to do that, then do it. That's what I, I believe. That's what I believe. Favor, not fair. But I do believe that when you are obedient and you know that God's tugging on your heart to do something and you do it, then the blessings just open up for you. So, whew. I hope, look, that was for me and for whomever needed it, right? Because God says, I will cover you. This is how come people could watch you and they could be wondering, how are they doing it? How are they doing it? How are they getting it done? And the, and the, the thing about it is they're watching the wrong person. Don't watch me watch God. You're looking at the wrong person. Don't watch me watch God. Because if you're watching me, your prayer life is just changing. But it's not about me. What is not? It's not about me. It's about God. I always tell people that. It's not me. It's God. Watch God. Try God. <laughs> Don't try me. Try Jesus. I always say that because it makes a difference. It makes a difference when, like, you talking about your peace and your joy and just... You know, figuring it all out, it makes a difference, y'all. It makes a difference. <sighs> it makes a difference. So I thank you guys for tuning in, for listening in. I didn't know I was going to be talking so much about tithes, but I've always been a believer in tithing. I've always been a believer. and um, And I'm still a believer, you know. If we can invest in other things, then we should be able to invest in our tithing. That's what we, that's, I'm just saying, right? And so I pride myself on that. Um, and I always like to, when I, whenever I'm led or God is speaking to my heart, I like to be obedient. You know, when he's tugging on my heart, I like to be obedient, just be obedient to God and just do what it is that he's asking me to do. And so... It's always worked for me. Things has always worked out for me. Um, and I'm grateful because I know I was being obedient to what it was that God was talking to me about and telling me to do. So I'm going to end this recording with letting you guys know, stay in faith, be in good courage, read your scriptures, pray, talk to God. Allow God to bless you. Allow God to continue to help you. Allow God to grow you. Y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful week. Have a powerful week. Have a productive week. Have a prosperous week. Peace out. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Unpolished. It's your girl Paulette, and I'm here this morning back at it, right? Today's the day I think everybody's going back to work today, but I wanted to make sure I got up this morning and I did my prayers. I started off this day strong and I dived into the word of God just to stay um, in alignment with what works for me and what blesses my morning. Let me tell y'all something. 
prayer and reading my word blesses my morning every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Thank you, God. You know, with this strategy of shifting my morning and shifting the atmosphere and setting us home for my day, it has worked. It has worked. So I'm so grateful to God this morning that I get the opportunity to come to you guys, talk to you guys, bless you guys with what the word of God is speaking to me today. Today is going to be a good day, y'all. Say that. You guys say that. Today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a good day. Today, say that. Today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a good day. We have to speak that. We have to speak against every every anything that might try to come up against us we have to speak it into the atmosphere we have to bind those things in the atmosphere we have to say i bind every form of confusion every demonic attack anything that comes to break my peace i bind it with the mighty blood of jesus we have to say that we have to put that out there so that we so that we can do what it is that we need to do so that we can shift our mornings and and build ourselves up right through the word of god Hey, so this morning I'm looking at the scriptures, y'all. I'm looking at the scriptures. So this morning, um, my reading, you know, I was on here last night, right? So I'm back again. Hasn't been 24 hours yet, but I'm dedicated to the calls, right? So in my reading, it says, hold up, let me, let me stop. So let me say this. I said this last year and I'm going to say it this year. God said, when you talk about me, I will talk for you. When you talk about me, I will talk for you. So a lot of things, I just wanted to say this to somebody, a lot of things in a lot of situations, you don't have to talk. God will speak for you. God will speak for you. All you have to do is know whose you are, right? We all belong to God, but sometimes we forget. But you have to remember whose you are. And then you have to walk in alignment with what it is that the word of God says to you and for you and for your life. Um, life is not easy, y'all. It's a journey. And in our journey, we're going to come up against different things. And in our journey, our sh- the, what, we, what we're what we used to is going to change. The structure is going to change. Family members are going to change. People come, people go, right? Uh, people pass. Death is a part of life, right? So within that, the structure of just knowing, this is why it's important to get close to God. This is why it's important to get close to God, because when you get close to God and you really commit yourself to the word of God, when things start to shift, it's not always easy. You guys know this podcast talks about grief and loss. So when things shift, it's not always easy. But let me tell you something. Through Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, all things are possible. Through Christ Jesus, all things are possible. Through Christ Jesus, all things are possible. What it is that you think you don't have strength to um, handle, you have strength to handle. You have strength to handle. You have strength to handle. You just have to stand fast. You have to stand fast. You have to stand fast. You have. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything, right? If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. 
So just remember in that all things are possible through Christ Jesus. This is why he says, come unto us, lay all your burdens on the altar. We have a personal relationship with God. We have a personal, that, that individual relationship is extremely important. And I say that because it doesn't, you have to do it daily. You have to give God time daily, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and just set aside some time to say, thank you, God. Thank you for keeping me, God. Just start to pull out your heart. Talk to God about your day, just like you would talk to a friend. Call on Jesus and talk to him about your day, right? Talk to him about your day. Let him know, you know, just go to God and pray with it. Just like you'll call somebody on the phone, go to God and pray and pour that stuff on the altar so you could purge your spirit. People, I don't know if, under, if people understand what purging of the spirit means. It means releasing all things to God. That means when I go to God, if I don't understand something or something seems a little shaky, I go to God and I wait for his guidance. I wait for his guidance. God, what should I do? If God say, leave that thing alone, I'm leaving that thing alone. If God says, you know, it just, God's timing is the best timing for everything in all situations. God's timing is the best timing. God's timing is the best timing, right? God's timing is the best timing. So we have to remember that. We have to stay united in prayer. We have to stay consistent with our prayers. So, um... The reading talks about being united in prayer, right? And it's coming from 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. And it says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me say that again. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, it says, May God himself, the Lord, of, the Lord of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It says that your whole body, your spirit, be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why I talk about, um, I talk about celibacy, right? It's not easy to do, but it can be done. I've done it for years now, years. And um, it works. One, when you, when, when, when you start to tap into that, your prayer life increases because you're taking the emotions Intimacy is emotional, right? So when you take away that, then you're you're shielding off that part of you. So all those extra emotions that will go in one place is now going to God in prayer. Like you're putting all of your energy, all of your emotions to God in prayer until that situation shifts. And that's when God starts when the word of God talks about let your whole body and soul be kept blameless. The word of God is talking about celibacy. That's if you're not married, if you're not married, I'm not, you know, let me say this. It is what it is. Because sometimes people want to, You. it's no way to sugarcoat it. It's either you married or you're not. It's either you, you, 
doing the way doing things the way it's supposed to be done or you're not. But at the end of the day, it's never too late to correct things or get things straight or get things in order, right? You know, I I'm just saying. On my journey, I'm definitely not perfect, but I have noticed how when I shift the dynamic and I tapped into, okay, let me do celibacy. I saw how God changed things. Nothing happens overnight, but the more you push towards it and the more you stand on the foundation and the word of God, things start to change within you because that's where the change starts within you, right? And so then it says holiness means wholeness. Holiness means wholeness. God wants holy people who are wholehearted and true. When I was talking yesterday um, evening, I talked about I talked about having a pure heart when you go to God. I talked about tithing. I talked about tithing. Tithing. When you go to God with your tithes, you're, you're, you're um, investing in the kingdom. But let me say this. You're investing in the kingdom, but where is your heart? Your heart has to be in a good place. You can't be saying, I'm paying my tithes, I'm investing in the kingdom, and then you're trying to figure out if the past is taking your money, going grocery shopping, or taking your money, going to buy new outfits. Like, you can't worry about the logistics of where the money is going. I'm not saying that. Let me tell you this. What happens in the dark comes in the light. So you can relieve yourself of worrying about things that is really none of your business. When I sow into the kingdom, I sow and I leave it there because I'm so it's spiritual. I'm sowing unto the word. I'm sowing unto God. That's the only thing I see is that I'm sowing unto God. Now, what happens with everything after I've sown it is not my business. That's my model. I cannot focus on if I done paid my tithes, what did they do? I just can't. It's going to take all my energy to try to figure out how they're using my ties. Now, you, the proof is in the pudding. You know, you, you start to see little changes and, and things happening, you know, then, you know, you just take it for what it is. But you, God doesn't want us. That's what I, what I mean when I say a pure heart. He doesn't want us trying to figure out the logistics of how things are being done. And it's not our business because we're sowing into a kingdom. It's a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual connection. In the Bible days, it talks about tithing, and it wasn't always money. It could have been horses. It could have been pigs. It could have been this. It could have been that. That was sown as a tithe, right? But a lot of times in the kingdom, we get caught up in um, what's how the money is being used. If somebody done ripped us off, if, somebody, if, some, if something's happening that shouldn't be happening, it will come out. It's not our jobs as um, children of God to chase the truth. The truth will be exposed in its own due time. We don't have to chase the truth. That's just not what we, we are not here to be taking on um, um, secret service jobs when we not in, this, in that industry. That's not our job. Our job is to sow into good grounds. Even if, look, we don't even, sometimes you don't even know. But if, if your spirit is being led for you to sow, sow. I encourage people to do that because I know that it works. When your heart is pure, when you purge in your heart, that's why I say pray and talk to God daily. Purge your spirit. Right. It's not always easy. We come up against different challenges and things like that. But I honestly believe with my heart and my soul, I have seen God do it. I can't worry about the logistics. I'm not I'm not stressing myself out and giving myself high blood pressure or trying to figure out every little thing about every little thing. I'm not chasing after drama, meaning um, 
let's say use my kids for instance let's say they done did something i done figured out what they did and then now what's my, my what, what do i do next take it to god some things you have to take to god you cannot you'll give yourself a headache you will give yourself a headache some things you have to deal with directly and some things you have to deal with in the spirit because a lot of times these things could be spiritual Right. Not saying that you shouldn't chastise and get your kids together. What I'm saying is you have to pick your battles even within your own. Right. You have to pick your battles even within your own. And you have to realize that God covers us all and that we all belong to God. So if even if you, you birth the child, the child still belongs to God. It's not it's, it's yours, but it's really not. Because we have to give our kids back to Christ. This is why we have to talk to them about God. We have to teach them about God. We have to bring Jesus into our homes. My son is telling you, he, I'm up. So when it's time for him to move forward, when it comes to him working in his ministry, he's going to have a ministry. He's going to have a story about what it was that he got from the word of God, how it was that he was transitioned and transformed, what it is that he was sold into him. Even if he sleep, I'm speaking the word of God. I'm speaking protection over his life. I'm speaking, I'm speaking prosperity over his life. I'm speaking it. I'm speaking protection and prosperity over his future. I'm binding every demonic spirit that could come up against my baby. I'm casting down and binding and covering my son with the blood of Jesus. Every witch walk, anything or anybody comes against my son. Let me tell you something. I had prayed this prayer when I had him when he was a baby. My grandmother told me, pray over your son. Pray a special prayer over your son. That if anything or anybody ever does him wrong or come up against him, they will have to deal with God. God will deal with them. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I have seen that to come true. I have seen that to come true. Hmm. I have seen this to come true. This is why we have to leave things to God. We have to leave them to God. And so I, I pry on that, y'all. I believe in that with my heart, my soul, my spirit. We have to give our children back to God. Not when they get older, when they are babies. The moment you get them, you pray and you say, God, I give my child back to this is your child. God, help me with this child. And watch how God bless you. It doesn't mean that the road is going to be easy. But what it does mean is that you have already decreed and declared protection over your seed over the seed that God gave you you decreed and you could declare protection over your seed I did it when my son was very young I have seen it and to this day anything or anybody that's ever came up against him or tried to cause him any harm I have seen it with my own eyes so even though my son is getting older I've already consecrated that prayer over him, that prayer of protection. He's always covered by, by look, come on y'all. He's always covered. I have seen it. I have seen it. And so we just have to understand what this spirituality and this, this personal relationship means when it comes to um, our children and the kingdom. Let me tell you something. I had a sister and the baby one came up and the baby ended up 
being diagnosed with cancer. I heard about it through the grapevine, right? See, I hold no grudges or issues. The baby is the baby, right? I remember when my sister first found out she was pregnant with him and we was playing in his um baby shower. I said it. I said, oh, we need to have a Superman thing. Superman, because he going to be fast. A Superman thing. We didn't know all the logistics behind her pregnancy that was high risk or any of that. Baby came out so fast. He came out right on time. He was early, but he was fast. The moment she went to get checked, boom, he was already there. She couldn't even make it out of the triage. She had already delivered the baby. Right? She already delivered him. Right? And then later on, things started to happen. And when I heard of it, the Spirit of God said, pray, get the oil. Pray over the oil and send it to your sister. So mind you, she didn't tell me this was happening, but I found out. Right? This is how spirituality works. People don't always have to call you and tell you God will speak to your spirit, right? He will speak to your spirit. The moment I found out what was happening, I got the oil. I prayed over. I said, take this. I gave it to my sister. Do you think she refused it? No, she didn't refuse it. She took the oil. I said, I prayed over the oil. Take this oil and put this oil on your baby. When you bathe him, put this oil on your baby. And she said, no, I'm not going to just put it on him. I'm putting it on myself, too. I'm putting it on everybody in my house. What happened when she took him back to the doctor? To ask me what happened. She took him back to the doctor and the cancer was in remission. The baby is cancer-free. When you look at him today, it looks like he never had a problem. It looks like he never had a problem. But see, this is why I say being able to be connected spiritually by way of the Bible and the word of God helps you to release resentment, anger, um, things that you could be holding against people. Now, just imagine if I was being resentful, right? Would I have helped my sister? No, I would have been in my head, in my ego. My ego would have been flexing, right? But see, that's not of God. That's not a God. Mm -mm. It's not of God. If you could help somebody, help them. I see my nephew. He's looking good. I might not talk to my sister today. I might not talk to her tomorrow. But there's really no issue there. All this, in my eyes, I have no issue. And this is how I can go to God and pray with purity. This is how, because I release all things. You, that doesn't mean that you have to allow think, or things or people back into your space to contaminate your space. Because just because God has delivered you and God has worked on you, it does not mean that the other people are delivered. This is where it gets tricky. Just because God has delivered you and he's given you sound mind and peace, it does not mean that the other people are delivered. Meaning they can come into your space. You could be saved, sanctified, filled, and Come on now. This is why God says we have to separate. Hello. We have because you have to really give the whole situation to God itself. You can't play God. Trust me, I look.
I know a lot of people think we can't play God. Yes, I gave my sister the oil. Yes, I followed the instructions of God and prayed over it. Yes, my, my nephew is cancer-free. Yes, but I was following the guidance of God. That was the guidance. I, God gave me that. Give it to her. Now when you look at him, it's as if he never had a problem. That wasn't me. That was God. Right? This is why going to God with a pure heart, a pure mind, a pure soul is, is so important. It's so important. We could have been going to a funeral, but instead I, I followed the obedience. I'm not going to be holding no animosity and a grudge against my sister. This is my sister. But just because I'm delivered and I'm free doesn't mean that her mind doesn't mean she is. But I'm going to tell you what, if I, if, if I'm in a position to help her, I'll help her. No questions asked. And this is what they know about me. See, I don't have to act like them. I'm going to act like God wants me to act. I'm not going to, I'm just saying at the end of the day, we have to have some structure and some understanding of how this thing works. I have seen it in my journey as a sibling. As a sibling, one of me and my other sisters, she came, all this craziness and confusion, right? But what happened? I let that thing go. I left it alone. What did she do? She came and she humbled herself. She humbled herself. I never I did I didn't even I didn't even argue with her. I said, no, no, no. Just because God is working on me and delivering me doesn't mean that you're there yet. So I'm you no, you stay over there. Cause I do not have time. I'm not do not contaminate contaminate my space. Right? You're gonna respect my space. I'm I don't I got I no no no. We're not doing foolishness. And see, this is how you have to come on, y'all. We're in 2023. This is how you have to structure your space. Just because God's delivered you doesn't mean the other people are delivered. It doesn't mean their hearts appear. It doesn't mean that God has completely worked on them. It doesn't. It, what that means is that you stay in your ground. You stay in faith. You stay in prayer. You continue to read your scriptures. You continue to believe in the word of God. Right? No matter what happens. No matter what happens. And my, when my sister came, she came home. She humbled herself. I wasn't even angry. I wasn't even angry. But sometimes God have to help people. Sometimes he got to help their mind. The mindset be so messed up. Just because God has freed you, you have to protect your freedom. You have to protect your peace. You can't just allow yourself to be contaminated. Going back into a place where God delivered you from. Don't allow yourself to be contaminated. I refuse. This is where separation comes. I refuse to put myself in positions with people who are not the right. They're still God still working on them. I will love them from afar. I will keep them in my prayers. But I will not... Allow myself to be contaminated. I won't. Not saying that I'm perfect. 
But what I am saying is I'm not going to allow myself or my peace to be interrupted. Hmm. And this is why in first um, Thessalonians five and 23, it says, may God himself, the God of peace sanctify you through and through may your whole spirit and your um, body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean you turn your nose up at people. It doesn't mean that you look at them as if they discover the earth. No, you love them still. You love them still until God releases that situation. Until God releases them. You understand? See, this is how it works. You have to believe in your heart that people will be set free who don't even know they're bound. You have to believe God so much that people who need to be released will be released. It's about your belief system. It's about your belief system. It's about the belief system. You have to believe God so much that if... if Y'all, it's a method to this thing. It's a method when you have a belief system. Right? You don't have to come out swinging, but you can go into prayer and release that thing. I seen it. I seen it with my um my nephew. I was able to watch my grandmother transition in peace. I seen it. See, the thing about healing is when it's your time, it's just your time. That's the truth. But if it's not and it's uh, premature, then the healing takes place because that's your birthright. We all have a right to be healed. It's our birthright to be healed. It's our birthright to be healthy. Healing is your birthright. Mental healing, physical healing, it's your birthright. If you stop believing it, the manifestations of it will come to pass. I pray for people that I don't even know because I can see. Hmm. Sometimes you can see it's spiritual. It's not for you to, uh, you have to lead with love, right? And I try to practice that. That's a part of what I try to practice. I'm not perfect though. But when you see, um, when you see, because um, you can see it on a person, you can kind of see that irritation. Like you can see in the spiritual room how, um, a person is being like what is the word how they're being taunted you could see it in the spiritual realm you could see it on a person they could be walking laughing smiling they could be jumping up and down looking like they're alright but you can see the, the in the spirit that they're not and this is when you stand down 
And this is when you start to really pray for them. And this is when you allow them to have their fits. And this is when you allow them to act out and you don't respond. You just don't respond. You just go to God and pray and just continue to pray for them. Because it's spiritual. Because you you want the goal is for people to be set free, but we I can't I'm not God. The goal is for people to be made whole. I'm not perfect, but but wholeness is my birthright. Healing is my birthright. Being financially um, secure is my birthright, right? Being whole is your birthright. Being at peace is your birthright, right? So we're going to start saying what our birthrights are, then let's say all of it. And let's actually believe it. See, you can't walk around with a scarce type of mindset. You can't walk around in fear thinking that you're going to lose something that God gave you. Because if you think like that, you will lose it. If you know God gave you an opportunity, God gave you a gift, then you, you, you just stay focused on your gifting. You stay focused on your craft. You can't walk around with a mindset thinking somebody's going to take my shine. Or they will. Because you gave it to them when you start thinking that it was, the moment you start thinking that it was taken, it was took. And this is why you have to lead with love because you want to help people, you know, to get to a place where they can be sound minded. Fear comes when you start to think crazy. Anxiety comes, unbalanced thinking comes when you start to think crazy because you're being taunted by the fact that what if I have to be who I used to be? What if I have to go back and what, what if my life changes? I, I'm, I'm accustomed to this lifestyle now. I can't, I, I, can't, I can't afford to think that I will have to be what I used to be again. That's when the scary sinking starts. God taking me somewhere, y'all. Come on, Jesus. Come on. That's when the scary sinking starts and that's when you have to buckle down in prayer. That's when you have to start fasting. That's when you have to go into consecration. You have to separate yourself from the noise. That's when you have to take a break until you can get your mindset right. God is a God of unity. Watch who you listening to. Be careful who you listen to. All smiling faces not smiling. And as we continue to grow and learn, you will see that. You will see it, right? All smiling faces, not they not smiling, right? Whew. This is how come I don't worry. Because I know whose I am. I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm going to be wise, though. Of course, I'm going to use some wisdom. But at the end of the day, God has all of our best interests at heart. But what you have to ask yourself, what did I have to do to get to this place? And why do I feel like it can be taken so easy? You have to ask God, deliver my mind, God, deliver my soul, give me peace. Give me peace so that I can be a peacemaker. You can't be a peacemaker if you don't got no peace. No one's going to listen to you. 
Your words of no one's going to take your words seriously because they see behind they they when you start to allow the scared thinking to take control, it can be it's seen. So then when you try to come and act as if that's not your case, it's not seen. Right? You got to just be okay. You have to just focus on say the course, focus on your craft. Don't allow yourself to be worried about stuff that you can't change. Drink your water. Get your alkaline water. Go to God in prayer. Really start to focus on you. Focus on you. That's when I started to really focus on me, things started to change. Thank you, Jesus. It says holiness means wholeness. God wants holy people who are wholehearted and true for his service and for the work of pray, for the work of praying. These are the these are the sort of people. These are the sort of people God wants for leaders. And these are the kind out of which the praying class is formed. These are the kind which the praying class is formed. We're chosen, right? It says when a person prays, every part of his being unites with God in prayer. Man unites in all his ways, right? All his ways, soul, spirit, and body must be united in all things pertaining to life and godliness. And then it says, Dear God, I want to be part of your praying people. Make me whole and holy for your service. Amen. That's what it's about. God making us whole and holy for his service. It's not about somebody thinking they're holier than the other people. It's not, that's not what it's about. Sometimes people get it mixed up when they, they see people and they're like, oh, those are just those Christians. They think they better than everybody. Right? They they think they think they just they just they just think they better than everybody and they be walking around jumping up and down talking about hallelujah and talking about they speaking in an unknown tongue and really I think they mentally ill. This is what people say and think, but you know those be the same people who be coming for prayer. When things start to get tough, they start coming for prayer. When things start to get tough, they go to the church where they're speaking in tongues and asking God for for somebody to help them. They'd be the same people. They don't understand your relationship with God, but then they want you to pray with, with, with them, with your God, right? And this is why we have to understand that God is for all of us. It's not always easy not to judge people. Trust me when I tell you it's not easy. It's not. Because people ain't going to always rub you the right way. 
And you're going to look at them and you're going to just be like, you know what? Trust. Trust and believe. You're barking up the right tree. But this is why purging your heart with Christ Jesus is so important daily and getting in the scriptures and reading the word so that you can be my time comes so close so that you can be um, sound minded in all your ways and then the second scripture is in Acts 26 17 18 it says now I send thee to open their eyes hmm and to turn them from darkness to light. Isn't this what I've been talking about? Let me go say that again. Acts 26, 17 and 18. It says, now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn from the darkness to light and from the power of And from and with the power of God unite. So it wants us to be united to God. It says, Now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power and, and with the power of God unite. This is what it's about. It's about unity. This is why you have to be careful who you like, who you listen to. You really do. You have to be careful who you listen to because everybody that's talking to you in your ear is not always in your best interest. Some people will, uh, will use you as an escape goat. They'll start to speak things in your ear to cause you to think, your thinking to shift, and then they'll use you as an escape goat. After you done went out there and made yourself look like a whole fool, then they sitting back wondering why you crazy. You crazy because you was listening to the wrong person, the person who had enough sense to know that they couldn't do what it is they're trying to convince you to do because they know you ain't got it all. See, people play on what they believe your weakness are. That's why you got to be careful. They talk to you, talk to you, talk to you, talk to you because they're trying to convince you to think like them. But see, this is why you have to stand for something. If not, you'll fall for anything. Well, you can see right through that. You can see through it. You like, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, 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 I hear you. And you like, mm-mm, to God, God, may God cover me with the blood of Jesus. May God remove that spirit. Because one thing about it, the spirit, look, when someone or something is not of God comes into your life, they, they, they can't hide. I'm at the point in my life where those, these type of people can't hide behind the, the, their, their flesh, their skin. The spirit shows up. The spirit shows up because it's irritated. The spirit in them that's not of God is irritated with my, with my presence. When I'm in a place and it's not, a, it's not, there's no holiness there. There's no clean, like you got people operating under some different um demonic spirits. It shows up in their behaviors, and you be like, "What in the world is going on?" They they need a deliverance, and because they need a deliverance, your light shines so bright that they're irritated. They don't want to be around you because they need to be set free. They need a deliverance. Your spirit and your presence causes them to be agitated because they need to be delivered. 
Why would people who need a deliverance but don't want to be delivered want to be around somebody who's set free? They don't. They'll try to make you feel like you the one with the problem when you're not the problem. They're the problem because their spirit is jacked up. So when people are like that, they all come together. They, they get along perfectly because they're all in alignment with needing a deliverance. And that is just like any kind of type of alignment. When you're in a spiritual alignment, you, you, um, you, you connected to God and, and this is where you are and you delivered, you set free, you at peace. That's a spiritual alignment. When you're not, and you need to be free, and, and and you get around somebody who's free, you're not going to align with them. Their goodness is going to agitate you. It's going to cause you to act, act out or remove yourself. You'll tell yourself, oh, it was good seeing you. Yeah, I have so much to do. You might not have anything to do but to go to somebody else's house and sit and talk about somebody. But it will allow you to remove yourself because you need a deliverance. I've never seen... <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It will allow you to remove yourself or it will allow you to act out of your, 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 the spirit is starting to show up in your conversation. It starts to show up in your demeanor. This is a year with these type of things that are not hiding. They're coming in full force because we're getting closer to the end. So spiritual warfare shows up directly. The spirit acts out directly. It's not hiding and waiting for you to leave. It's going to do it while you're right there. This is what ha is happening when you get closer to the end of time. They start to come out. They come out the closet. They don't have time to be hiding because time is of the essence. I know it sounds crazy, but we're in the last and evil days. I know people don't like to hear about that, but time is of the essence. So these they not hiding. They coming out. If they got something against you, oh, it's going to show up because their spirit is corrupt. But what you do is you stay in prayer. You go to in prayer. You, you make sure you carry this word of God with you on a daily basis. You make sure you stay consecrated. You make sure you uh, purge your heart daily so that God can continue to cover you and protect you. Don't you be no fool. I don't eat. The, don't be a fool and don't be eating. Don't be eating everybody's food. Trust. I pack my son's lunch every day. I'm about to pack it in a minute. We're in a time where these things, are not, these spirits are not going to hide. They're coming out. And they're coming out and it's not, it's, it's a spiritual attack. So when they come out, they want you to come out. But what they, what, what they don't understand is what are you coming out of? I'm already free and healed. So it's no, I don't have nothing to come. What's going to come out? You, you want to be rebuked? I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. That's it. I, it's not, it's what's going to come out. I'm sorry. I'm not, I mean, I'm, look, I'm, God is, I'm in my deliverance. I'm, I don't got time to be cussing people out. I'm sorry. Right? And this is how, this is how it works. That's why unity is so important. Confusion. That's why you got to be careful who you listening to and who you're letting in your ear. Anybody who encourages division is demonic. If you're not pushing unity and unification, then what are you pushing? 
Just because you're delivered and set free doesn't mean the people, other people are. What do you do? You lead with love. How do you lead with love? You pray for them. How do you pray for them? When you do your prayers, you don't have to do a whole prayer and post it on Facebook. Or IG. You just pray a simple prayer. May God deliver and cover them. May God give them peace. Period. That doesn't mean people like, you know, it doesn't mean when you, you free and you, you purging yourself and you're talking to God, that doesn't mean you don't get angry. That, that, that's not what that means. But that means that you talk to God enough to where you can keep yourself under control when you need to. God will prepare your mind. He will give you peace. Let me say this. I've been divorced for some time now, but me and my son, father, we have a good parenting relationship. We are actually friends. We don't always see eye to eye even now, but we're not enemies. But even in a marriage sometimes, the, that's why the Bible says the wife sanctifies her husband or the husband sanctifies the wife. However, whoever is the most sanctified, <laughs> however that works, right? And it says that because some type of covenant have to be... Let's say both people, neither one of them are believers. They're in covenant because they, they believe the same. They're they not a believer. They both are non-believers, so they're in covenant. So what happens when both two people who are not believers be, and one person becomes a believer? You've been married for 10 years. Neither one of y'all was believers, right? And then all of a sudden, one person decides they want to start going to church. What in the world do you think is going to happen? it's going to be some confusion because now the alignment is broken. And so that's why I say sometimes the, the wife sanctifies the husband. The alignment is now broken because one person started to believe and the other person is still a non-believer. Now the person who is a believer have to stay. Sometimes it can be messy though, because sometimes a person who decides to believe it can get to be so much where they just fall back. But then if you get somebody who's a believer and they stand strong in their beliefs, sometimes the other person will come over. They'll come over. In the Bible, it says a wife's supposed to follow the husband, right? But sometimes you have the husband that follows the wife, depending on what the belief system is. So it's vice versa. But in the Bible, it does say the wife's supposed to follow the husband. So when this, this is, this is why it gets tricky when it comes to alignments, because you have to understand the dynamic of it. You ha there have to be some type of understanding, right? If the husband, if the wife's supposed to follow the husband, then whatever the husband is doing, that's what the wife then becomes because the wife's supposed to follow the husband. The wife's job is to be a help me to the husband. That's her position. I know somebody we went to the same church many, many years. A girl, I mean her, we didn't live far from each other. And all of a sudden, one day she saw coming to church. She would not step foot in the church. 
And I would see her mother, sister, everybody, we all started to cry. And I'm like, where in the world is she? She married outside of what we believed. And then she had to then fall into alignment. Does that mean that she forgot about who God was? No. That just means that she had to, she had already made a, took a covenant. And she had to honor that covenant. That's all that means. It doesn't mean that she didn't know God. It doesn't mean that she was no longer saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. It just means that she took another covenant. That's what I'm saying that comes when we start talking about alignment and the wife's supposed to follow the husband. And sometimes when the wife starts to become a believer, sometimes the husband falls over, especially if neither one of them believed in anything. Then somebody starts to believe in something. They're like, well, let me just go ahead and just do this, you know, and come under submission so our house can be covered. So the alignment is, that's a strong, that's a strong word right there. Being in, in submission to the alignment in which you choose. This a whole nother level of talking right here, y'all. I, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't, I didn't know, I, I never know where I'm going in the morning. I just get up and I, I have, I don't even read these scriptures at night. I just wait for the day of. But that was good. I have to tap back into that when it comes to the alignment and stuff like that because that's real. It's real. Because if you don't fall under alignment, it's going to be a problem. It's definitely going to be a problem. However, which way you, you do it. Unless there's already an understanding beforehand. But then that doesn't change the expectations of who you're supposed to be in that in that union. The expectations of what you the expectations of what you're supposed to be in that union is still what it's supposed to be. So that's why I say you just have to, you know, we have to get in our Bible and read. Unconditional love is real. I, I let me tell you something. I'm somebody who loves deep and love hard. And at the end of the day, it is what it is. You have to make sure you protect your peace at all costs. You cannot fall back into anything that will break your peace. You have to give those things to God and allow God to have those things to present themselves in the in God's timing. Let me close out, y'all. I got to get myself together. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the message, the word, God. God, I just thank and I praise your name. I thank you for your covering. I thank you for protecting, protecting me while out in the highways and the byways. Father God, I send your protection to my son's school, God. Father God, I thank you. I lift your name up, God. 
ask you to protect my family, protect everybody that I come in contact with, protect my friends, people who I don't even speak to anymore. God, I speak protection over them as well, God, because in you, you said we are unified through Christ Jesus. You said that have a pure heart. When going to God, we have to go to God with a pure heart. So because you say purity is a necess- um, is a necess- necessity when coming to God and building holiness, then God, I, um, I ask you to continue to lift me up and continue to help me to purge and, and purify my heart so that in all things I do, I do it with purity. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's my closing prayer, y'all. That's my closing prayer. I speak blessings over everybody. Have an amazing day today. Peace out.